When it comes to work, communication is key. Even if you don't have a writing job, sounding unconfident, indecisive, or passive-aggressive can hold you back professionally and hurt your team's productivity. Grammarly Premium's advanced tone suggestions make sure you're always sending the right message. Sound clear and confident in your writing and automatically replace negative-leaning language with solution-focused alternatives. With Grammarly's help, you can build stronger relationships at work, be constructive in the face of challenges, and help your team get things done. Grammarly works where you do, so your team's projects get done before the deadline. And with features like comprehensive spelling, grammar, and clarity-focused sentence rewrites, Grammarly helps keep your writing efficient and mistake-free. The right tone can move any project forward. Get it just right with Grammarly. Go to grammarly.com slash podcast to sign up for free. Then get 20% off when you upgrade to premium. That's 20% off at grammarly.com slash podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Kingdom Says Podcast. I am your host, as always, Garrett Williams, and joining me today, I got my usual co-host, Kyle Henning. Kyle, how are you doing today? It's my birthday, so I'm doing it pretty is your good. Birthday. Happy birthday. Turn the big old three thirty one. Three to one. Yeah. So that's a that's a big one I hear. Yeah, well, it's after the biggest one, which was fine. All that was a little harder to do last year during the old pandemic. So right. this one's this one should be pretty good time. Plus, now I don't have to count another one until, like, what, 40, right? Isn't that how that works? Yeah, I think they kind of just disappear at a certain point, right? <laughs> until the big the big uh, tens come. But then uh, also joining us, we have a very special guest. He is uh, one of the great artists that uh, is featured in the Chief's Kingdom, uh, a guy that we've gotten to, to meet uh, at, at his bar, uh, hosting, hosting that event with Corey at uh, opening weekend. Uh, Chris Chansey. Chris, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, guys. Doing good. How are you guys? A lot better than now you're here. I'll tell you what, because we are very excited to uh, to have you on and just to talk about uh, kind of your story as an artist and as a Chiefs fan and everything like that in the Chiefs kingdom. Um, we love bringing on uh, local artists onto the, the podcast and just featuring them and, and give them more of a spotlight because uh, you guys do some incredibly talented and awesome work that neither me or Kyle could ever hope of uh, hope of doing. So I'm a horrible drawer. I can't draw anything at all, period. But you do some stuff that's even unique for a lot of the artists in the kingdom because you're you've done some stuff on scale size that I don't know that most people have ever seen before. So we'll get into that. But what I wanted to start with is kind of where you started as a Chiefs fan, because I know you're up in Kansas City and local, but everybody's Chiefs fandom story starts a little different. So, Well, basically born and raised, KC. Uh, been a Chiefs fan as long as I can remember. Never really got to go into games. My dad and my family wasn't big Chiefs fans, but I have three brothers. So we all got to be fans on our own, just uh, – beating each other up in the yard and figure out who is going to be the quarterback and who is going to be the running back. That sounds about right. Yep. Back I, got, then, I got one little brother and some adopteds. So and not, back then there wasn't much of a cheese, but basically yeah. grew up at my house. Yeah. Nice. And yeah, like so it, yeah, it, it started back then, I guess I've, like I said, never get to go into games until I got a little bit older, until I got a little bit more money. That's, that's not cheap anymore. 
Mm-mm. No, it yeah. got more expensive when they started winning. You bet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. a lot of tough years though. There that oh. had to. Yeah, so, yeah that's when that's when you had to be Dave Craig or you had to be uh, Bono or somebody that wasn't. Yeah, you just had somebody. I had an Elvis Burbach jersey. It's fine. I know. I remember it was. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's okay. So, when was your first one that you got to make it to? Um, first one I got to make it to was probably about 12, 15 years ago. Um, after we opened up the restaurant, I got to meet some people. Um, luckily enough, some of them were pretty, pretty nice and generous. So they let me, let me go to some games with them. Um, most recent in the kingdom. What's yeah. that? The generosity of the, of the people inside the kingdom seems to be a theme, which has made this a lot more fun for us, especially. For real, and it's just everybody there's so nice. Everybody's everybody in the in in the kingdom, especially everybody on Twitter, um, everybody at the games, they're all awesome. It's just it's it's real fun to see this this group of people that outside of the city, people may think it's a little strange what we do, but inside the city, we understand it, we yep. get it. Yeah, no doubt. I got to experience that firsthand when I went out there opening weekend. Just the insane passion and and love that. Uh, is just the entire city and really just the entire kingdom because it really the the Chiefs kingdom expands so much farther than just you know Kansas and Missouri. It's a it's a very big family that we've kind of got here, um, especially in the artists, which uh, some of the artists, like I said, insane insanely talented, and some of their backstories and and history uh, on getting into art is is really interesting. So I was curious how you got into art and and kind of what got you into that and what kind of got you into doing, you know, sports stuff and, and, you know, paintings like the chiefs. Basically when I got uh, out of high school, I wanted to be in graphic design, graphic design. had just started to be a field. I mean, this was 95. So the internet was in its kind of infancy still, you could get on it, but it was still relatively new. Um, so I wanted to jump in and get on that field of being able to put art on a computer. So, went to KU, went to Johnson County Community College for uh, graphic design. And prior to that, I was just an artist everywhere I went. I was drawing on anything and everything. My parents are pretty cool. They let me draw on my walls in my bedrooms. That's kind of got me started on doing bigger projects is they let me have free range doing whatever I wanted. And I was real lucky in that sense to where they pushed me, focused me and, uh, didn't stop me from doing what I wanted to do when it came to my creativity. That's something that's really, I think not everybody gets and not everybody has. So that's a really cool aspect of, of getting that opportunity and, and having that push and that support and not being told, Oh, you'll, you'll never make $5 as an artist. Cause being an artist is just like really hard to do. And it's, you'll always be, cause you hear the stories all the time. Artists are broke. Most of the time they don't really have mm-hmm. like, but with that kind of support and push, you, it gives you that platform, that ability to just create and just explore what you want to do. So that part's really cool. And, and you mentioned bigger projects. We got to <laughs> talk on about the wall, huh? Drawing we got to talk <laughs> about the wall piece because it drew a whole storm from the community in which, or the county in which you live in. Mm-hmm. And that piece has, I believe, since been transported now. And you'll get, you'll get into all this. Where was it? What was it? And and what kind of <laughs> happened through all that? Well, I got kind of pumped up a, a couple years ago when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. We were doing real good. We um, 
had a hell of a team. So I kind of wanted to find a way to express my opinion, to express my gratitude to the Chiefs, to express my artistic ways, I guess you could say. So I decided that I was going to paint one up on my house. I was going to paint my house in, in the spring. So I figured in the fall, I'd go ahead and paint whatever I wanted on it. So I ended up painting a mural of, um, let's see, Patrick Mahomes, Eric Fisher, and Mitchell Schwartz. That was about nine foot by 15 foot up on my house. Yeah, it was massive and a massive quite a size piece. Yeah, it was and... big, and, and you know everybody loved it. People driving up and down the streets, they loved it. I had people stop when I was doing it, come out and talk to me, just all positive, all positive. Yeah, because that's I mean it was like a, a giant just billboard for for Chiefs fandom, which is so so prevalent in uh, Kansas City and that whole area. Like the the love for the Chiefs is almost universal in that area. Um, but mm-hmm. as I remember with that story, the, uh, the County, like Kyle kind of mentioned, uh, ended up giving you some hard times and, and it couldn't stay forever. Could it? No, no. Good things never last. But I came home, I was working at the lake and I came home one weekend and found a letter that was from the city telling me I had 13 days to paint over it, remove it or face penalties starting at a thousand dollars and mon- going up incrementally every week. So Kind of had no choice, but it had a choice. It's, it's such a strange thing for a city that to a have that much concern and worry about what's on the side of someone's house, especially when you see some houses that get painted that are like that's not as much of a distraction as the, I'm confused. But for them to take the time out of, I assume some things they could probably be focusing other time, resources, money, dollars into to do that just seems so, I guess, petty is the word or. 100%. Like it's just such a, it's just a mind blowing thing, but what ended up coming out of it is actually a pretty cool story. So I want you to kind of elaborate on where it ended up because I'll give a little spoiler to everybody. It, uh, it didn't go away. Well, it did. It just, it didn't go. It's not in the same location. It's still very visible. It's not gone. Yeah. Yeah. I I have a, a few friends that, that are just eclectic to say the least. Um, so he wasn't going to let me paint over it. He knew the story. He saw it. He heard me saying, what was the problem? And he said, absolutely not. You're not painting over it. Um, I want it coming from him. I want it. I'm coming to get it. So I told him, all right, you you have 13 days. (laughs) And from that, part of his house, remind you, this is, it's, it's the wall on his house. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. I mean, when we cut it out, it was exposing the interior wall of my son's room. He's fine. He can, he's, he deals with cold all the time. (laughs) So we, yeah, we ended up cutting it out. Um, He made special tools. He, uh, we had scaffolding brought out. He had a crane that he brought out. It was, it's insane. We, we knocked it out in a day. New, new stuff went up. Um, we took it to his house here in Kansas City. He's got a house here and a house somewhere else. Uh, so we took it to his house here, and we put it back together, puttied it up, built a frame around it. I repainted it, and we shipped it off to his other house down at uh, Gravoise Mills in the Lake of the Ozarks. And yeah. so now it's prominently featured on game days 
um, outside of his house. Yeah, it's right up there too. I mean, it's front and center. It looks awesome up there. It's got some lights yeah. above it too. Like it's it's a legit looking setup out there, and for the whole you know the whole neighborhood to see, it's really awesome that it, it ended up finding a home and and not being destroyed. Cause it was an awesome piece. And uh, thank yeah. you. Yeah, so it's, it's, cool. it's probably one of my favorite pieces that has been done for a from the story perspective, but just the overall artwork of it and the size and scale in which it was done on <laughs> is just really hard to wrap your brain around when you're looking at that. Like, because I I remember the progress photos and stuff that you were putting up on Twitter and while you were doing it and it was going through it and just being absolutely flabbergasted by how, a how much time effort work energy a had to go into that and also the detail in which you were able to do something like that on such a massive scale i'm pretty lucky with the style i guess you could say i have it's my my style of art is lends itself to be blown up relatively easy right yeah and I guess talk about your style a little bit, because it's definitely a unique thing to do. Not everybody can take pieces like that that you have that are yours and make them on that size of a, of a, of a platform, easel, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Canvas. Yes, canvas, we'll go with that. Um, I don't, I, you know, I really don't know. I kind of guess the closest thing I could compare it to was almost a paint by numbers that I have to make myself. So I could I take a picture and I break it down um, by hues and by colors and by sections. And essentially it turns into little blobs. Um, so up close, it really looks pretty abstract and strange. But the further back you get, the more things kind of come into focus. And then it starts taking on new features and you start seeing what it is. And then all of a sudden you're like, holy crap, that really looks like a picture. Yeah, that's exactly what I got. Like watching watching the progress through it, it was like, all right, I kind of see where are we going with. Okay. Yeah, it's it's oh. really interesting to see the the progress with it because you use you know like negative space and all these different things, and mm -hmm. so you use a lot of different techniques that it's just very unique to see the whole process kind of come together. So, uh, also joining us right now, uh, our other co-host, uh, Arrowhead Tom. Tom, how are you doing? Hey, better late than never, right? <laughs> Chris, oh, sorry for being late, man. Hey, Tom, no worries. No worries. Yeah, glad you're joining us we today. Discussing the um, massive 9 by 15, let's call mm -hmm. it a mural he had on the side of his house and kind of where it went and what the story was with that and some of that. So, yeah, awesome. just, just getting into that portion of it. Um, yeah, I wanted to talk, though, about, Chris, about some of your other pieces. And one sure. uh, piece that was featured. Uh, somewhat recently on uh, the episode of the franchise, actually, but it was a piece that you did for Juan Thornhill, um, which yeah. he ended up having in his house, which was pretty cool. Um, how did that whole process kind of come together, and uh, what was that like, kind of working with him and making a piece for him? It was pretty cool. Um, his dietitian, um, the guy who does all of his meals, got a hold of me and said, "Hey, Juan, uh, saw you on on TV." And I uh, was wanting to know if you'd be willing to do one for him. And so getting to talk with William, um, the guy who's setting it all up, he eventually said that he wanted to buy it for Juan for his new house. Juan had, at the time was just having his house built and it was almost finished. So I gave them four designs or so. And he took them, showed them to Juan. Juan approved all of them. And then... Uh, William 
basically picked out which one he wanted, had me do it, and then we presented it to him at his house, and mm -hmm. he didn't know which one we were doing. <laughs> so it turns out that the one that we did do was his favorite one out of the, out of the group. That's that's Perfect. that's and that's something like getting the opportunity to work with players and, and do stuff and pieces like that. What kind of for being a Chiefs fan and then getting to work with these guys? I mean, that's I, I imagine that's got to be a pretty rewarding, pretty cool feeling to have it, them want you to come do a commission piece for them like that. Yeah, it's it's unreal. It's it's pretty it's pretty cool. Because it wasn't long after that, McColl got a hold of me about doing a mural in his basement. Mm -hmm. which it never panned out. We couldn't work out the details and times because both of our mm -hmm. schedules were just too hectic. So now I'm just kind of doing them. I don't have time to make up my own anymore. I've all, I got too many commissions going on. So I There are work problems to have in that. Yeah, that's, that's, right? a, that's a good problem yeah. to have, my friend. <laughs> yeah, except for when you own a restaurant in the painting business. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Probably a lot on your plate for sure, but... Oh, yeah, I've got all the time in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so talk a little bit about, and uh, for people that don't know, A, tell them the name of the restaurant so, and where it's located. <laughs> so if they're up in the area, they can come by and visit because I can vouch the food is good and so are the drinks. Yeah, yeah, it's it's called Twister's Grill and Bar. It's in Bonner Springs, Kansas. We've been open for about 16 years. Uh, my wife and I, we have one other partner. All three of us are just the go-getters and do it my I kind of took a step back and started doing construction a few years back and painting. Mm -hmm. So now they run the show. Even my son works there now. Um, it's kind of home comfort food. We've got a nice uh, south of the border menu. It's mm -hmm. yeah, I I'm pretty proud of it. We, we, we stood the test of time and we've got a pretty good menu, real nice staff. We're proud of it. I can tell you that we Garrett and I really enjoyed it while we were there. It, it loved loved hanging out. And also, there's a if for those of you that don't know and have, maybe haven't been able to stop by, there's a bunch of artwork from a bunch of some of the people you have heard on here or will hear from on here that are up there. That you can check out mm -hmm. up close and personal out there. So it's Absolutely. definitely yeah. a spot to stop by. Yeah, I think so. It's really cool, and <laughs> I'll just curious about you know owning a restaurant like that and being you know such a massive sports fan and having a lot of you know sports fan <laughs> followers obviously that's probably a pretty cool area to have to to host a lot of different events and stuff and you know just have your own uh area to kind of showcase like kyle was saying all the cool art and just all the all the awesomeness that's in the chief's kingdom so uh, i bet that's really an, uh, just a cool uh secondary reward you know to having to having a, a cool restaurant like that so yeah it's 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 my my man cave. Yeah, exactly. My own personal one man one. cave. Yeah. That I can have friends over and they have to pay. <laughs> yeah. And if they tear anything up, it's fine. That's part of the business. You get to pay that's, for it when you tear it up. Yeah. yeah. We got insurance. <laughs> Sorry. That's, that's, the, that's the deal right there. Get your friends to have to pay to come hang out with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get my friends. You to, can do that. You are, you, you've done yeah. something. Yeah. Get them to pay for all the times they come through and eat all my food. Yeah, be, yeah, that might be. You might be onto something there. Chris. <laughs> I, that sounds like a deal to me because usually my friends just come through and eat everything without paying for anything. So yeah. I need to yep. work on that adjustment to the friend group there, for sure. You've got it's, it yep. figured out. Yep. <laughs> so. so I'm so curious. You've got... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Garrett. Oh, jinx. <laughs> Uh, I was just curious, though, of all the pieces that you made and all the commissions and everything, what was like the most challenging one for you? Was there ever one that 
really stuck out as like someone that was just really complex or different that you hadn't really had to tackle before? Well, yeah, I, I hate to bring up Juan again, but after I did his for him, he commissioned me to do one for his his best friend got married and he wanted a wedding gift for them. So he gave me pictures of their wedding. And so I went through their pictures and found one that I think would be the best one to do. And prior to that, I kind of like to stick to relatively simplistic styles and mm -hmm. sports. But when I did this one, it was the wedding photo and it had to be a little bit more detailed. Um, so this, it, it took me about 110 hours. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. So basically, if, if you do something long enough, you get a little bit faster at it. You get a little bit better at it. You, you start understanding the nuances and what I need to do to go a little bit faster. Um, also, sometimes I purposefully make them a little bit more simple than they should be to give them more of an artistic feel. Is that sometimes if I put too much detail into it, it just takes away from what I want it to look like, and then it starts looking like everybody else's. And I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be that. I want, I want my own style. I want my own brand, so to speak. But so you definitely have a, a unique style and, and brand of, of the guys that I mean, girls that we've had on here. I think yours really stands out. So thank you, thank you. I was going to ask. I, I've been looking through all of your prints and all of your stuff up on on the website which i will definitely let you pump where everybody gets to can go find all of your stuff also if you don't follow this man on twitter that's your that's a you problem you should probably fix that <laughs> um but i'm looking through here and you've got some stuff that isn't just kansas city chiefs so of your of your sports prints that are also not chiefs related which ones like which one or ones i guess are was one of your more enjoyable or favorite or more challenging to do whichever one of the ways you want to go there probably I, I did a big michael jordan one i did uh michael jordan when he was air manning it getting ready to dunk it did that one i've been wanting to do that one for a long time uh johnny johnny b actually convinced me to do one of those so he could fit me out in chicago the duck race is legend the, the legend Johnny B. Um, so yeah, he, he kind of inspired me to do that one. And once I got it done, it just, I, I fell in love with it. It's awesome. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to sell it. It's at the gallery now. So eh, it, it might stay there until it goes in my house. I, I cannot blame you. Cause I'm, I'm looking as a matter of fact, that's one of the ones that drew my attention to ask you that question, <laughs> because it's just such a cool piece and where it currently sits right now, where at least you've got the photo of it up right now is, is a pretty sweet little layout with how it's framed and how mm -hmm. it looks in that space. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely an eye grabbing, eye catching type of type of portrait there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of that one. I did one of him. One of my first ones I did, cause I only started doing this style and we started painting this way about three and a half years ago. 
Um, prior to that, I was too busy doing other things, too busy working, too busy in the restaurant. But when I first started doing it, I did a Michael Jordan that I ended up donating to a, uh, a fundraiser for, I think it was a Super Bowl Foundation. And the guy saw it, instantly said $1,200. And so they sold it to him. And now I'm thinking, the heck just happened, man? I just <laughs> did this for fun. This guy just threw 1200 bucks at it. So I'm thinking, hey, well, either he really likes this foundation or he really likes the piece. Now I regret selling the piece because <laughs> I never had time to photograph it and never could make prints of it. And I don't want to make another one because that guy already paid for it. And I don't like doing the same thing over. Mm -hmm. sure. Kind of bummed out, missed that, missed the opportunity on that one. That was also one of my favorite ones. That's That's got to be... So that's two really cool things that you just mentioned. So yeah. this is like three to four years old of you doing this style. That's it. Yeah. That doesn't even seem possible. Yeah. yeah. That's impressive. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I started doing a lot of tattoos, not doing them, but drawing them for people. So that was my little part-time gig whenever I needed it. Cause uh, I was an illustrator coming out of high school into college. Um, so then when I kind of formed this style, goofing off, I really started digging it. And then I started putting more detail into it and it just got cooler and cooler. And more people were starting to notice. And that's when I just kind of stuck with it. And that's that's the style I'm going to stick with. So yeah. that's the other part is what what does that feel like? And you kind of already touched on it a little bit. But what does that feel like when you're doing something like this and it's just kind of a hobby slash fun thing you're doing on the side and then you get a response like <laughs> a gentleman just being like yeah here's my checkbook it's unreal it's unreal and still people will tell me i'm good and I, you know, i'm not saying i'm a humble person but i don't think i'm as good as people make it out to be i'll put um, I'll, I'll say it for you here you're, you're a very humble person from all the interactions yeah, we've had i agree well, thank you. Thank you. But it, it's, it's a labor of love, man. I really like doing it. It's something that I can come home and do and enjoy my time doing it. And I, you know, I don't miss time with my family because they're here and I still get to see them and I'm, I'm with them while I'm doing it. So it's, it's therapeutic. Has, uh, has the, has the son or anybody else taken on some of dad's talents and dad's interests? No, he's got my anger. That's about it. <laughs> No, he's 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 a baseball player. He's uh, he's a cool kid, but not an artist. Everybody's got their own gig. Everybody's got their own thing. So listen, I couldn't draw my way out of a paper bag. So you know, <laughs> doesn't uh, <laughs> you can you can make it happen. I mean, that's part of what I think uh, for me just doing this series with the different um, yeah the different artists in the kingdom. Uh, one, I've I've learned to appreciate you guys and the work that you guys put in a lot more, but also just thankful that there is a really strong community of, of people who are very talented and who love this team. So, um, you know, I'm sitting here like you guys are going to cost me a bunch of money someday when I <laughs> yeah, so get, that, get that man cave, you're always dreaming about, you know, set up. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm excited to, it's been, it's been awesome to do this series with, with the different artists in the kingdom. This, it's uh, this so year. bad how much it's going it, to, it, A, I have already spent, and B, I already know what's coming in the future because 
getting to meet more and more of you guys and getting to see more and more of your guys' work, you do, you see different styles and you find these different things and everybody's got their own flow and their own gig. And, and this is something that we've noticed in the podcast side and in the content creator side. And I, I'm, I just speaking from being around the artists we've been around, but I'm curious if you feel the same way, the, there's room for everybody mentality inside this fan base, whether it's content creators, whether it's artists, whether it's writers, whatever that may be. Nobody really like, obviously there's a couple that do don't do the whole cross, whatever. That's fine. But for the most part, this space is such a for everybody space that it, it's so much fun to work in and be around. Absolutely. It's, it's, I've met so many people networking through, through Twitter, through um, just, people that I've sold stuff to people that I've donated stuff to it's the community, the Twitter community, the, the chiefs kingdom community, the, the fandom, the people that can't go to the games, the people that do go to the games. It's, it's, it's a camaraderie amongst odds and ends. You know, it's, it's like you said, there's nobody left out. Nobody should be left out. There's, there's unless that, well, I think there's what one guy, that Raider Cody guy, he can, he can piss off. <laughs> but other than that, anybody, anybody's welcome. Yeah. I agree. That's the part that's been so cool. And you talk about networking and stuff and you hosting that event for that Corey helped plan. Mm -hmm. You were gracious enough to let us come into Twisters and do those things. We met so many people and talented people. I would have never stumbled across probably unless it was for mm -hmm. stuff like that. So that kind of stuff. You talk a lot about the charity stuff you do. Talk about some of the work and some of the stuff you've done with the charity stuff that you've been up to. Uh, well, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I Sometimes I have too many paintings sitting around and I'll have somebody call me and I'll, I'll donate to if the cause is worthy. You know, if I, if I believe in it, then I really have no problem donating. It's basically my time that I would donate if I had the time to do it for them when they needed it. Instead, I can donate my time with this painting that I spent my time on, and now they could make money off it. They could profit off of it. I, I really enjoy it. it it's, it's fun for me because that's another way to get my name out for one. It's, it's a way to give back to the community. It's a way to strengthen you know, some of the people that, that need the help to, to give them a little bit of positive reinforcement. So it, and doing getting ready to do some more now for uh it's it's golden glove charities which is a a charity that's local here they do fundraisers for uh kids that are sick and they basically it's it's like a smaller version of make a wish so they find kids that are in pretty bad shape and find ways mm -hmm. to fulfill their dreams fulfill their little wishes so they had a concert that was planned recently due to covid they had to shut it down and I was painting pictures of the bands that were coming to the to the concert, and they were going to have a giveaway and raffle after that. But since there was a mix-up with COVID, some of the band members couldn't make it, so some mm -hmm. of the bands have been changed. So that's kind of waiting on the back burner right now. But that's another one that's that's pretty near and dear to me is 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 that one because it, it's you know I got a soft spot for kids. Yeah, and especially I, I actually just looked up Golden Glove when you mentioned that, and it's it's kids with childhood cancer essentially, and it's mm -hmm. it's not that's almost just too easily universally everybody 
can understand and no one should have to, especially kids. Cancer sucks in general, but kids, it's a totally different ballgame. Mm-hmm. That's not fair for, for somebody that's that new to life. Yeah. So let's get let's wrap it up with this. And I want to I want to wrap it up with this because you talked about you've got some new stuff on the way. And you don't have to give anything away if you don't want to. You don't have to spoil anything. Just maybe when people can start looking out for the new stuff or what. Um, well, let's let's. Uh, I'm busy now with with a few things that are not related. Uh, let's say I painted my house, but I left a really really big spot open. <laughs> um, it's on the opposite side to where maybe the tattletales won't drive by and see it. We'll see. I've already uh, talked to the neighbor and asked him if he wouldn't mind me putting lights up every now and again. So something's going to go on on that side of the house for sure. I just haven't picked out which one of the ones I want to do yet. That'll be definitely something we want to look forward to. So what I want to do now is a make sure you tell everybody where they can go find your prints and your work and where you can get where they can get your artwork and also where to follow you on socials because that's that you absolutely. I I will say this again. If you are not following him on social media, <laughs> you absolutely should be. You can find some pretty fun stuff on there that I do. Um, yeah, I, it's you can go to uh, LemonadeKC.com, and they've got all my prints. You can buy anyone out of there. Um, pretty good prices, pretty good deals. It's high-quality prints. I'll tell you that much for sure. It is really high-quality good stuff. Um, you can follow me at Twitter at Chris underscore Chancy. Uh, I'm not even sure if that's right. Yep, that's oh, right. That is correct. I'm over here. Okay, good. Look mm. at both those things right now, like I said. Mm. Also, uh, I've, got, I've got an Instagram, but I'm not good. My son is really letting me down on that. He's supposed to be my manager. And, and mm, ever since he got a girlfriend and a job. Uh-oh. Well, that happens. Yep, yep. Also, I want to clarify the domain for him, guys. is caseylemonade.com and then collections. Hey. And you can also, I believe, find that link on Chris's Twitter account in his box. Yes, you can. So make sure yeah. you're following him, like you said. At also, Chris you're probably going to want to make sure you're following him for something else that's going to come out attached to this episode. Because uh, if you're not, you're not going to get your opportunity to uh, really enjoy this as much as you could. So make sure you guys go over, follow Chris on Twitter, go check his prints out at caseylimited.com. And you're also going to want to make sure you're following The Kingdom Says. Um Chris, we appreciate having you on. Garrett says he's very sorry that his internet decided that he wasn't going to get to finish out this episode with us, but he very much appreciates your time and coming on. And we look forward to talking to you again, and we'll see you again soon because I'm planning on being up in Kansas City here again soon. Absolutely. My pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me on. Next time you're up here, give me a shout. We'll definitely go have some cocktails. Let's do it. Looking forward to it, sir. Thank you. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad, because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. 
People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet cox is the real home internet you're looking for Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.